Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Blessed to Shoot at Believe. I'm your host, Stephanie Cooper. <clears throat> I'm going to call this the COVID episode. <laughs> That's not the title, but this is the COVID edition of Blessed to Shoot at Believe. <clears throat> I'm actually supposed to be in church right now, but I just found out yesterday, Saturday, September 2nd, that I have COVID. One of the perks for working in the educational system is that you're around a lot of people. <laughs> we got COVID going around, stomach bug, the flu, and strep throat at this time. Um, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> but praise God, um, not making light of anything. Praise God, I'm not as bad as I was last year when I had it the first time. Um. Well, like I said, I'm supposed to be in church right now, and the Lord just put in my heart, like, just because you're in church don't mean you're not going to be studying and reading, and okay, yes, sir, I hear you, I hear you. So, um, I look at this as a time where, um, I live in Southeast Georgia, and, um, like, the southern part of Southeast Georgia like an hour away from Florida. And um, it's like we just had uh, Hurricane Idalia, Idalia or Idalia, depends on which side of the tracks you're from. Um, we just had her come through this week. And so we were out of school for two days, Wednesday and Thursday, and then we went back to work Friday I wasn't feeling my best. I figured it was just a sinus infection. But um, by the time I woke up yesterday morning, it was like, no, I need to go get checked. <laughs> and um, I went, and it's so many people at the immediate cares here. Like, I signed in at both locations. They, they called me saying, Ms. Coop, you can't sign in both. I said, I was just trying to find the shortest line. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so... It was like 11 people ahead of me or 13 people ahead of me. Like, it it was crazy. I ended up sitting in there for like two and a half hours before I was able to leave. So, praise God, um, I got the medicine, got a pack, which I'm going to be taking my other pill as soon as I get off of here. I'm trying to order some eggs from Target Pickup. My phone not cooperating. <laughs> so, it's all right. I got cereal and I got some bread to make some toast. I'll just eat that. And be thankful. Um, so yeah. Um, let's just go ahead and pray. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you right now for each and every ear that is listening to this podcast. I thank you right now, Father God, for keeping them throughout their day. I thank you for watching over them, Father, and their families and anyone connected to them, Father. I thank you so much for allowing them to share this podcast, Father, so your name can be glorified throughout the nations. I come against all distractions and delays and hindrances and interruptions right now in the name of Jesus, Father God. Release your angels to keep back the hand of the enemy right now as this podcast is going forth. Father, use me to speak your word. Hide me behind your cross so they may only see you. They may only hear you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So I got my Gatorade and now my nose is getting extremely stuffy. 
<laughs> I can still taste and smell though. Um, my nose is almost like completely stuffed up, so it's a little difficult to smell, but I can still like smell scents. Trust me, I can still smell scents. I, my dog, I took a walk and I can still smell scents. <laughs> um, it's just like a regular stuffy nose in my throat. But anyway, enough about me. I keep trying to go back to the lessons that I have um, set out to do, but the Lord is um, redirecting me into a different direction today for this podcast. So, of course, I'm going to be obedient and just go with it because, you know, he knows better than I do. Duh. <laughs> um, I titled this episode, It's the Peace for Me. It's the peace for me. I actually made a post about this earlier this week. Um, and it was just so powerful to me. And I'll explain why during the podcast. But the verse um, that I'm pulling from is in Mark. It's chapter 4, verse 39. It says, And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was great calm. So when I was looking at this verse, because I'm always like, Lord, I need something to talk about with his people um, in the mornings because I make posts every day um, during the week. And so when I um, made the post, I was like, okay, this is nothing but the Lord here using it. Like, because I could have never come up with that. I just, there's no way I could have came up with it. And, um, that's what I love so much about the Lord is that he, um, he always gives me exactly what I need to say. And he always, um, gives me the way I need to say it. He always directs what I say too. Um, which is important because we can get what the Lord says and put our own spin in it and it's like no say it exactly how he said it um <clears throat> I'm trying to pull my post up because like I said this was not the one I was gonna talk about today so okay here it is um here in this scripture we now remind to remind you all I'm an English teacher and I love grammar. <laughs> I'm a grammar fanatic. I hadn't had, I, it hasn't been required me to teach it hard. I'm sorry. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, this is going to be a short podcast today because I am worn out. I really am. Um, like I said, I'm a grammar fanatic. I hadn't been required to teach it hard like how it was when I was growing up. But I do hit on key points for my students. Like, please know how to use the correct there in a sentence. You got to know, like, your and your. <laughs> please know the difference. So I talked to them about stuff like that. But this year, I am actually hitting hard on the grammar. And 
with studying grammar, it puts a whole different perspective on how you interpret the scripture through the Holy Spirit. And I do believe that the Holy Spirit uses our gifts that he, that the Lord has gifted us with to help us understand the scripture. And I know me being a writer is a gift the Lord has given me. So the Holy Spirit uses those skills that I picked up in school, like English, to break the scripture down and apart from me so I can understand its meaning. And um, it's it's all like when I tell y'all it it blesses my heart. <laughs> it blesses me so much. <clears throat> so um, with that being said. I, I literally was asking a question when um, maybe like the day before when I was going to bed, the scripture peace be still came in my mind. And I was like, you know, I got a question about that verse, Lord. How come Jesus just didn't say, see, be still. Why did he have to put peace in it? And you know what? The Lord answered my question. <laughs> you know, I feel like when we ask I had to, and I, and, and it's not like I'm pointing fingers or anything. Like, even if I were, you couldn't see them. But I feel like a lot of times as believers, when we ask God a question, we don't expect him to answer. And we're always shocked when he does. It's like, when you asked him a question, he's real. The Lord is real. He, <laughs> he is a real person. God, our heavenly father is real. And I just want people to understand that he is real and he will answer your question. You could ask him anything respectfully, you know, but you can ask him anything. There's no holes bars with him. Just be respectful. Trust me on that one. Cause I was disrespectful one time. I, I don't want to do that no more. Cause he, he had to um, correct me on that. But seriously, when you ask God a question, expect him to answer. Like when I asked him when, cause the verse, and I know that was the Holy spirit putting this, that, that verse in my heart. Well, this verse in my heart, peace be still. Cause I had a question. Okay. Father, why didn't Jesus just say, see, be still. This is what he told me. This is what the post that I made was about. <coughs> oh, hold on y'all. <laughs> I tell you what this blue gatorade i mean it's awesome it's berry and it's it's so good okay that i was not trying to do a plug for gatorade because they're not paying me but hey if they want to pay me i'm here um in grammar you have what is called an appositive okay or an opposition or apposition excuse me not opposition an apposition in a positive, A-P-P-O-S-I-T-I-V-E. It's a grammatical construction in which a noun or a noun equivalent is followed by another that explains it. So in this verse, you have the C followed by peace. Now, what I've come to realize in the King James Version of the Bible, I can't speak on any other versions of the Bible. All I know is King James Version, okay? I do read other versions, but I don't pay attention to them like I do King James. In the King James version of the Bible, they don't use quotation marks when someone speaks. They capitalize the letters, okay? That's a whole thing within itself because it, I don't have time to go into that. But 
peace is capitalized. I believe that it's for dual reasons. Okay. Some of these words in the Bible, I believe they're capitalized for dual purposes. And I'll explain. So you have the C. C is a noun. Peace is a noun. Now you may be going, uh-uh, peace isn't. Yes, it is. Because if you think about noun, noun is a person, place, thing, or idea. Now, you have different types of nouns. You have common, proper, abstract, concrete. You have, like, it's, it's more than that. I just can't think of them all right now, okay? Got COVID. <laughs> so, you have all of that. Peace would be classified under an abstract noun because you can't see it, but you your senses perceive it. That's what an abstract noun is. If your senses can perceive it, then it's an abstract noun. I may can't see actual peace, but I can see it taking its effect on people or situation. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and the fact that Jesus spoke this and it's capitalized because that's supposed to represent he's speaking, but peace, uh, peace is a person because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. I didn't even put that in the, in the, um, <laughs> in my post that just hit me. Thank you. Holy spirit. It's a part who oh, peace is a person and it's, uh, it's capitalized because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Hmm. I'm just letting that sit there for a minute. So, what the definition of an appositive is, is a grammatical construction in which a noun or a noun equivalent is followed by another that explains it. If we look back in this verse, in this chapter, excuse me, if we look back in this chapter, the verses prior to verse 39 says in verse 37, and there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, master, carest thou not that we perish? <laughs> That's when he arose and rebuked the wind. You got Jesus up out of his sleep. <laughs> Jesus is asleep on a boat because he's at peace. Because he is the Prince of Peace. Mm. <sighs> Y'all. So, the noun is C and it's followed by another noun, peace. Then Jesus gives the command, be still. Now, you could take peace out of the sentence and you would still have a complete sentence. The C, be still. You would still have a complete sentence. But that's not what the Lord wanted for us to have. Because what the Lord wants us to see is that even though your situation may be stormy it may look like all chaos has broken loose <laughs> through the power of Jesus we have the authority to speak to that situation and rename it <sighs> mm. this is for somebody on here this is I don't know what you're going through 
but you have the power through Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, to rename your situation and call it as those things that are not as though they were. You have the power through Jesus to call your situation peace, joy, love, hope. You have the power to do that. You rename your situation. You rename your situation in Jesus' name. Because that's what Jesus did. The sea was stormy and raging, but Jesus called it peace. <laughs> he called it peace. And by the laws of grammar, that's exactly what he did. He even works within the confines of grammar. There is not a grammar rule broken because he followed it. His words follow the rules of grammar. Whoever wrote, Mark wrote this book. Mark wrote this book. He followed the rules of grammar. Because that's exactly what happened. The sea was raging and stormy, but Jesus called it peace. He's explaining the situation. It's peace. Even though that's not what they're seeing. See, because in Romans chapter 4, verses 19 through 21, it talks about Abraham. And how Abraham considered not his present circumstances. He did not consider how his body was now old or the deadness of Sarah's womb. He didn't even consider it. He still trusted God that he made a promise and he was faithful to keep that promise. You speak to your situation and you rename that situation. I don't care if the situation is cancer. I don't care if the situation is COVID. I don't care if the situation is AIDS. I don't care if the situation is autism or, or bipolar disorder. I don't care if the situation is called depression. Jesus's name is bigger than any of those names. His name is higher than any of those names. At the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. The knee of depression has to bow. The knee of bipolar disorder has to bow. The knee of COVID has to bow. Every knee must bow at the name of Jesus because there is no other name under heaven that was given to us whereby we must be saved. When you call on the name of Jesus, he saves you. He keeps his promises because his word does not return to you void. Oh, Jesus, I thank you, Father God. His word does not return to him void. Stop letting your situations control your boat. Stop it. Jesus is asleep because you hadn't called on him to do anything yet. You call on the name of Jesus. You call on the name of Jesus and that activates something in the spirit realm. That, that makes stuff move in the spirit realm. That's why he said you can speak to the mountain. You ain't got to hit the mountain no more. You ain't got to hit those rocks anymore. You speak to it and it's going to move. See, the problem is we don't believe what we say. Our words have power. It says in Hebrews, the worlds were made, the worlds were formed by a word, by faith. Our words have faith, whether it's good or for bad. That's why you need to stop calling yourself ugly. You're not ugly. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Stop trying to do all of this surgery and change organs and body parts. You are fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God. He did not make a mistake when he made you. Stop believing the lie of the enemy. The enemy tells all of us lies. You know what the enemy told me one night when I was getting ready? Actually, it was one morning when I was getting ready. I heard, I said, that is the enemy lying. 
you should have just went ahead and got the other ovary taken too. Why you got a uterus? You still not married. You still ain't even got no boyfriend. He not even talking to you no more. Why you even, you know what, you going to the doctor in a couple of weeks, you might as well just go ahead and tell him to pull all of it out. Because what's the point? Lies. But you know what? There was a time. There was a time I would have believed it. There was a time I would have wallowed in that. Not anymore. Not another inch. Not another mile. No. You got to get so determined that you're going to stand on what God says even when you can't see it. I know in whom I have believed. Who? Jesus. I know in whom I have believed. I know. And hope makes not ashamed. He's not going to make me ashamed of what he said. Because I know and I trust him with my life. I trust him that no matter what my situation looks like, he's going to do exactly what he said he's going to do. Because he is my heavenly father. And he has never failed me yet. He has never lost a battle. Whew. He has never lost a battle. And he never will. His word will not return to him void. So when he said, to, he called the seed a different name because that's exactly what he saw it as. It's peace. That's why he was asleep because he's already seeing the situation as peaceful. Whew. Jesus. He already saw the situation as peaceful. That's why he was asleep. You have to call those things that are not as though they were. Some people have changed the verse and they say, you call those things that are not as though they are. No, 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 no. Everything with the Lord is past tense because it's already done. That's why he's resting. That's why he can give us an expected end. He has an expected end. That, end, that word expect has an ED that's past tense. So it's already done. He's just waiting for us to show up. The only way we're going to show up is if we walk in obedience to him by choosing his son, Jesus, and walk the way that he told us to. That's the only way we're going to get to the expected end. He's expecting us to show up because it's already done. <sighs> Stop changing the scriptures to make it more understandable for you. It's written the way it is written because it is a it, the scripture, the word of God is alive. Jesus is the word. In 1 John, well, not 1 John, in John chapter 1, excuse me, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Like, it's, it's already, look, the whole first chapter of John, when he's doing that, it's like, he's like freestyling or something. I don't, y'all, read it for yourself, okay? It's 1 John chapter 1, but Word is capitalized because Jesus is the Word. He is the bread of life. He is the water of life. Jesus is the word of God. So the word is alive because Jesus is alive. You change, if you change the scripture, you're changing the DNA structure of the word. And that is not good. That's why the Bible says, do not add or take anything out. In Revelations, not Revelations, Revelation, in the book of Revelation, it says, do not add or take anything out. If you add to it, He's going to add the plagues to your life. If you take it out, your name is going to be taken out of the book of life. Like, read it. It's in Revelation chapter 22. I promise you it's there. So, anyway, he says, peace be still. Many times we try to, be still is a command, okay? 
So like I said, if peace was not there, if the word peace was not there, it would say, he said to the sea, be still. That's a command. You is not in what in English, when you're giving out commands, you don't say you be still, you sit down, you stop talking. You just say, stop talking. You is understood because more than likely you're directing that to a particular person or group. So it would have said the sea be still. How can you make now? I mean, of course, this is Jesus, so he can do whatever he wants. But the thing is, for him to, if that word peace were not there, how can you make the situation be still? Like I said, this is Jesus, so he can do whatever he wants. But this, remember, the Bible is given to us. The word of God is given to us so we have examples, so we know how to operate and move according to the will of God for our lives. So if I have a chaotic situation at work, if my work is full of chaos and drama, how can I go to my job and say, be still? Who I'm talking to? Who on earth am I talking to? People gonna look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> no, here's the thing. I see it like, okay, I wanna lose some weight because y'all know I had surgery. Um, And my doctor pulled me off my weight loss pill right before my surgery. So I was eating all summer and I ate good too. And I ain't even ashamed of that. I always been a big girl since I was a little girl. So, Hey, I'm going to eat. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do is eat. Um, but you know, I ate a little bit too much at the food truck. Shouts out to the food truck corner in Brunswick, Georgia. Oh my gosh. Y'all are doing it. Okay. Shouts out to Arn our shrimp, messy buns, Shout out to all y'all, because Miss <laughs> Robin's Nest with them seafood egg roll. Y'all, let me tell you something. If you ever come to Brunswick, Georgia, go to the food truck corner and get you some Robin's egg rolls, um, seafood egg rolls. You will not be disappointed. Go buy Messy Buns. They have the, oh my gosh, they have this hibiscus lemonade. <sighs> it's so good. <laughs> And their food is so good. And R&R shrimp with their bang bang shrimp. Oh my gosh. So good. Anyway, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm a foodie. I am. I need to have a show because all I do is go around. I don't know how I find these places. I just, I just always find them. Anyway. <sighs> sorry, I got sidetracked. I'm hungry. <laughs> anyway, like I was saying. So I put on a couple of pounds, which I couldn't work out anyway because I had an ovary removed. So they went through my belly button. And of course, those muscles there had to be cut um, to get everything situated, whatever. I don't know what they do, but whatever. So I couldn't do my workouts. Like you don't realize how um, major that particular surgery is. I mean, any men listening, um, I don't know what kind of surgery you can have on your abdomen, but um, for women, that mess is like, you just don't realize how many muscles you use until you had surgery on your abdomen. And not only that, but you don't realize how much you use your abdomen to do everything. I mean, from lifting groceries out of the car to just bending down and standing back up, your abdomen gets used for every single thing. Like everything, raising your arms, you're using your abdomen, lifting your legs, you're using your abdomen. I mean, everything. <laughs> 
So it was really hard for me to adjust to having people help to me help me um, do stuff around the house. Like they were sick of me. My sister already told me she wanted to hit me, and I was like, I understand. I understand. They were sick of me not following directions. I tried to vacuum like three days after surgery, y'all. My house was dirty. <laughs> they chewed me out. But anyway, so what I realized is, you know, losing weight, being healthy is not about exercise at all. It's about what you put in your body. You can't change your situation until you pay attention to what you're doing. <sighs> I could work out every single day, all day. But if I keep going to the food truck corner, which is nothing against them, they food is the bomb. But that's food to eat once in a while. You have to do everything in moderation. If I keep eating out all the time, then I might as well cancel the workouts. Because I'm basically cutting my legs from under me. I'm I'm just wasting time. Why am I doing all this working out if I'm going to keep putting... Um, food in that's not beneficial to what I want to uh, excel in. You know what I'm saying? So just like when um, I went and got a facial the other day and um, I realized you know because I do I was diagnosed with PCOS polycystic cystic ovary syndrome so I have facial hair like it's annoying it really is and any woman who is listening who has been diagnosed with PCOS look I I, I understand I completely understand and it makes you kind of, it makes you self-conscious especially um if you are lighter skin because you can see it clear on fair skin people and um and I'm brown skin so you can see it <laughs> and then not only that um but my face breaks out with dark spots um like I have breakouts and stuff if I'm not careful with what I'm eating however about three weeks ago I promise y'all this is this has got a point this has a point about three weeks ago um the Lord told me not to eat meat for four days I was like okay it had a couple of reasons why, but one of the reasons is I saw how clear my skin was. And I'm, I mean, it's just basically I'm at a point where I have to change what I'm eating. I cannot eat like I'm still in college. <laughs> I am not that girl anymore. You're like almost 38, Stephanie. So you gotta, you gotta take care of your body. You only get one body. And how can I do what God is calling me to do when I'm limiting my life? I'm putting a cap on my life by eating wrong. So um, that was eye-opening experience. And with the facial, it also applies to that. If I keep eating bad things, then my face is going to keep breaking out. Because that's really what PCOS is. It's like sending out warning signs when you're putting things into your body, your body does not like. Um, I mean, I know it's deeper than that. I know it's chemicals and stuff. But if you check out what you're eating, because I promise you every year we do the Daniel Fast, I don't have a PCOS breakout. Because I have cut everything out. We do the hardcore, like the real one that Daniel did, just fruits and vegetables. That's it. You're going to eat Ezekiel bread 
and <laughs> call it a day. <laughs> but when I eat like that, my body loves it. My body reacts so well to it. So it's like, why you want to do that? Because it's hard. <laughs> I want to eat. I like eating pizza and carbs. I like eating that. But my body doesn't want that anymore. My body doesn't want it anymore. So I've been in a slow transition. I've already transitioned off of dairy. Um, not completely, but like oat milk. Because I hate regular milk. I hate it. I hate regular milk. It's disgusting to me. Um, but oat milk, I don't drink it, but I will use it for my cereal. I actually put oat milk in my macaroni and cheese. Can't even taste the difference. Um, so those changes help me. Um, I don't eat eggs as much as I used to. I actually went a year and a half without eating eggs, which is pretty cool. Um, that help, that stuff helps me. So it's like, okay, your situation with PCOS is chaotic. It's a storm, right? So how can you command body lose weight when you keep adding to the chaos? You keep adding to the chaos. A lot of times, the chaos is because we're adding fuel to the fire, and we don't want to admit that. We don't want to admit it. We don't want to admit that we're adding to that chaos on our job by gossiping. Ooh. We don't want to admit that we're adding chaos to our relationships because we keep picking fights. We keep nitpicking, keep trying to control the situation. We keep trying to boss people around. How you going to boss grown people around? How you going to boss a grown person around? See, that's adding stuff to the chaos. But then you want to talk about peace, be still. You want to talk about be still. You can't give out a command until your situation has changed. See, you can't. You can't. You cannot command your body to lose weight when you hadn't changed your situation. If you hadn't changed your eating style, in your mindset, if you hadn't changed that mindset, how is the command going <laughs> to, it's not going to take like a bad perm. It ain't going to take. Okay. It's not, you have to change your mindset. And to be honest, I honestly believe the C isn't just our situations. The C is our mind. Cause some, a lot of times our minds are chaotic. But that's because we have allowed the enemy to lie to us so much that we start believing a lie. So now we have that stuff on repeat in the in the recording room of our mind. And we keep repeating those lies of the enemy in our head. So until we get the storm of our mind calmed down and shut up, we can't give no commands to our, our mind to do something. Because it can't hear it. <sighs> so Jesus has to say to the situation, peace. He has to call that spirit of peace. He is peace. Peace. Be still. So he's renaming the situation and then he's giving also the command. He's stating what it's going to do. <laughs> Be still. Boom. And there it is. Oh, y'all. Mm. Y'all, this. <sighs> this is heavy. Okay. The enemy, his job is to steal, kill, and destroy. That's it. And take as many people to, to hell in the lake of fire with him as he possibly can, because he already know he going there. He already know his final destination is the lake of fire. He trying to take as many people as he can. Don't be one of those people. 
Don't be one of those people because you believe the lies that he told you. Because you believe that God made a mistake when he made you. Or you're you're dumb. Or you're a failure. Or how can you do that because you can't do this. Or da-da-da-da. It'll always be this way. Let me tell you something. That's... That's one of the biggest lies he always he, he used on me when I was younger. It's always gonna be like this. And you know what my mom will always tell me? And it would and I and I'm gonna tell you, it irked me so bad. I would tell her, please stop telling me that. Because I want my spirit wanted to hold on to the lie that was told to me. Because I'm looking at the situation and nothing's changing. So when you look with your natural eye, of course you can't see how it's not gonna always be like that. But my mama would always say, it won't be like this forever. It won't always be like that. It won't always be like this. She would always say that. And it would always get on my nerves. I thank God for my mother. I thank God for her. I praise the Lord for my mother for hearing his voice to speak to me. Because that broke through to me. That broke through to me, what she would say to me. That woman prays for me like nobody's business. And I know that I'm only here because I'm standing on her prayers and the prayers of my grandmother. That's that, That's it. That's the only reason why the Lord never gave up on me is because, one, he loves me so much that he sent his son to die on the cross for me and my sin. But my mother and my grandmother prayed for me incessantly. And I thank God for them. I really do. Because if she wouldn't have said that to me, if she wouldn't have came at the key times when that was so loud in my head, I could not hear anything else. But that always broke through to me. Because it wasn't her voice. It was the Lord speaking to me through her. She said it so much, it started building my faith. And I didn't even realize it. She said it so much that that's what I tell myself now when situations don't seem like they're moving or they moving in the opposite direction of where I know the Lord told me they were going to be. I always hear her voice. It won't always be like this. This won't last forever. And I thank God for her. You need to get a scripture you get a scripture and you need to keep it in your mind. Whatever the scripture is, make it apply to your situation. Find a scripture that applies to your situation. There, there are over a thousand scriptures in this the Bible. Find one that applies to your situation. And you write it down, put it on a sticky note, put it on your mirror. I don't care if you write on your mirror for women. I don't care if you write on your mirror and some lipstick, the scripture. Write it somewhere where you can see it every single day and you say that scripture. It may not make sense to you at first, but I promise you, the more you say the word of God over your life, your situation is going to change. That raging sea is going to calm down. It's going to calm down. You have to change stuff. And see, here's the thing. Here's the best part about that scripture. It wasn't until Jesus came on the scene that things changed. Oof. 
It wasn't until Jesus showed up that things changed. You nothing changes until you invite the Lord to come into your situation and change it. You have to invite Jesus into your heart, into the situation. Because see, a lot of times we think we have the power to change it. We can't do a doggone thing. Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. Thus saith the Lord. That is the only way the situation changes is when Jesus shows up. When Jesus shows up, it, you can't stay the same. It's impossible. How can you in in ingest the word of God and your situation don't change? How? It's impossible. You can't sit there and not believe the word. See, you got to believe the word too. That's that's another thing. Because there are people who sit in church every day. Well, every Sunday. I mean, they can sit in there every day and they still won't believe. They My situation ain't changed. You got to believe. You have to believe. Jesus said to the man. Ah, it just left my mind. But Jesus said to that man, if you can believe. If you will have, if you have the ability to believe, your situation will change. I know from experience, I have seen it. If you can believe, your situation will change. You get the word, you speak that word, and you believe what you're saying. It may not make sense to you, but I promise you, if you do it, do it for the next thirty days. See what happened. Do it for the next 30 days. See what happened. This ain't no gimmick. This ain't no get rich quick scheme. I ain't saying send me no money and I'll give you a prayer clock. I am not. No, I'm telling you the word of God says, taste and see that the Lord is good. That's what the word of God says. Taste and see that the Lord is good. You having trouble with your finances? Go to Malachi chapter three. Mm-hmm. Cause he said, prove me here. Now here what says the Lord of hosts that I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. But first, you know what you got to do? Bring me all the tithes and offerings into his house that there may be meat in his house. Then it says, prove me now. But basically prove me now is try me. Tithe your money for 30 days. Tithe. Every time you get paid, tithe. Believe what you're doing. Believe the word when he says, prove me now. Here with saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there will be no room for you to receive it. But you got to do what he says. Do you have to obey what he's saying? You cannot expect God to bless you when you're living a life of disobedience. Ask me how I know. <laughs> story after story after story of trying to manipulate the word of God to do what I want it to do, but I'm living in disobedience. You can't do that. You cannot do that. God is not stupid. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. He's not dumb, okay, by any means. I promise you. Taste and see that the Lord is good. For the next 30 days, write down one scripture. I ain't telling you to read the whole book. Now, if you want to do that, then that's up to you. Write down one scripture that applies to whatever situation it is in your life that is at at chaos that is just completely chaotic you have no control over it write a scripture that applies to that situation whether it's your relationships whether it's work your children whatever it is you speak that word you write it down speak that word over your life speak that word over your situation and believe what you're saying believe that jesus is going to change it now here's the key thing at the end of the 30 days 
If your situation has not changed, that does not mean anything. <laughs> Wanna know why? Because if your situation still looks the same, I guarantee you, you are not the same. I guarantee, ooh, mm, 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 mm. I guarantee you, you have changed because a lot of times we think it's the situation that needs to change when really it's us. Really the situation is only reflecting the storm that's in us. Hmm. My Lord in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. A lot of times what we think is a raging sea is actually us seeing ourselves in the mirror. We're the raging sea. And we're the ones who need to be calmed. It's not everybody else. It's us. So, <laughs> at the end of the 30 days, if your situation still looks the same, I guarantee you, you are not the same. If you do it the way I told you to do it now, write the scripture, believe what you're saying out loud. Trust that God is going to do whatever it is that he has promised you. And do that for 30 days. I promise you. Nothing will be the same after it. <laughs> nothing will be the same after it. Because God is faithful. And he's true. He's full of grace and truth. And his word does not return to him void. It doesn't hit the ground at all. It must accomplish where he sends it. So... That's all I have for you today. <clears throat> I'm about to rest. <sighs> My voice <laughs> takes some more medicine. But I pray that I know, I know this was for somebody. This was, I mean, if nobody else get it, I'm getting it. Because this blessed me. Like I said, this was not what I planned. I love when the Lord tells me what to do and I obey him. Like, I love following his directions like i didn't used to do that i used to no you don't know what you're talking about let me tell you how bad it you know i'm that type of person that when the gps tells me how to get somewhere i don't do that because i have a better way that's the kind of person i am i don't know why i'm like that i don't know and <laughs> god is our gps he knows where the road closures are he knows what why do we try to do that with him no i got a better way and we end up on a dead end street having to turn around and go back to where we started. Don't do that. <laughs> I did that for so many years. Don't do that. You waste time. You waste so much time when you do that. Trust him with your life. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. If he's the author, he knows where all the periods, commas, hyphens. He knows where everything is supposed to go. And he puts it there for a, a purpose. Okay. I promise you, trust him. Trust him today. I hope y'all have a great rest of your week and I will talk to y'all soon without COVID. <laughs> Bye.